Well, Coach, after 16 weeks of football, you know when your season's going to end. There's a maximum number of games you can play, and here you are at the 16th one, 34 years in, reflecting on this game and, and what it means to the Westlake community. It's been a lot of fun getting a chance to reflect a little bit on it. You don't have much time, but get as old as I am in this business, uh, and you know that there may not be many more chances. Uh, you do take the opportunity to uh, make sure that the people around you uh, that maybe haven't uh, had the opportunity to be uh, in one of these understand to soak it up. You know, I was fortunate in 34 years ago to go the first year I was in coaching as a, the quarterback coach at Rockwall High School. And I thought, man, this this coaching stuff's easy. Go state championship first year. You know, it took me 15 years before I got back to one. You know, so I know that how fleeting they can be, but how how hard it is. I mean, I was listening to uh, one of the shows on last night, and one of the coaches from last week's semifinal game was talking about just how hard it is to win at this point in the season, how hard it is to get. It's the hardest thing to do that uh, I can find in sports is to win a state championship in Texas high school football. We've been talking with our players all year long about they give us a piece of paper with 10 names on it, and that's all you're entitled to. You've got to go earn the 11th, the 12th, the 13th, 14th, 15th, and now the 16th. And that's been very, very gratifying to watch these kids just grind into this playoff run. Is there a reset button that they have to hit or that the culture in the field house says, okay, enjoy it, but now we have have to move on to the next one it seems like the kids don't even remember what happened the week before and the way that they attack the preparation coming up for each playoff game I, I really believe this bunch has been very confident in the fact that if they did what they're capable of doing and stayed with the plan and don't get ahead of themselves and, and stay who we are that's kind of been our mantra as we've gone through the playoffs is be who we are we've we've identified who we are the whole thing in, in, encompassed has been a lot of fun for them uh, they've enjoyed it no they haven't taken a lot of time to celebrate the, the last one they're just looking forward to the next one years from now as I sit and reflect on the career that we've had this is a bunch that is very unique I think it's also unique to think of your mantra when it comes to your coaching staff you know because you've got a wide variety variety of experience. You've got guys that have been doing it a long time that are some of the best at what they do. And then you've got guys that have been with you for a long time, but you also have new guys, even though you didn't have a turnover in staff from last year, this year, it's the first time they've gotten to experience. What's it like as a teacher and with you so much experience, what do you tell your young coaches who have never been in this spot before? Kind of the same thing to tell our players. We are not entitled to anything. This particular cycle, which is from August the 10th through the December the 21st, we together, 2019 team, we earned it. We weren't entitled to get there because someone else from Westlake got there before. We're not entitled because there's Westlake on our jersey. We had to do it ourselves. And I, th I think that's very important that everybody understands. The thing that we're very fortunate about is that we're, we're coaching and playing at a place that it means a whole lot to. And there's a lot of great coaches and a, a lot of great players that have come for us but you know I've got guys like Matt Cody I mean Matt four years ago was playing you know for Mary Harden Baylor in the national championship game himself and I've got you know Tyler Blackshire well, Tyler's now been with us for two of the state championships and Jason Jones Tim Erline Tim and I a lot of people don't know but we were going to coach together that very very first year in 1986 the guy that we were going to uh, work for got fired before the season ever started and so he went to Louisville and I stayed at Rockwell we, beca we became great friends just in the little time that we were on staff together we'd always said through the years he said you know we're going to coach together before this is over with three years ago he came on to the staff and for three years we've been you know we've been to the semifinals and and now those are the kind of relationships in that everybody knows how i feel about tony wouldn't trade for anybody went out and sought him recruited him back about seven years ago thankful that he's with us i think also it's an opportunity to reflect the job at hand and how the preparation doesn't change and that be who we are statement is something that is identifiable not just with the players but also with the coaches because at this stage of the game, the lights go on, the stage is as big as it's going to get. Like you were saying the other day in quarterback club, you take the most important, 
game of the players' lives, but it's also the most important game for the coaches' lives as well. And I think that be who we are helps them too. No, it does. It helps our entire organization because what it does, it keeps you in the moment. It reminds you of how how we got here, why we got here. And this will be a different stage. You can't get around it. You can't sit there and tell your players and your young coaches, oh, it's going to be the same. No, it's not. And you know what? There's going to be some things that are going to go on that we can't control. There's going to be some things we don't necessarily agree with. You know, it doesn't matter. I can assure you these are going to be the givens. The game is going to be it's going to be 12-minute quarters. Uh, it's going to be 53 yards wide. It's going to be 100 yards long. There's going to be a 40-second clock. When they kick it out of the back of the end zone, we'll get it on the 25. You know, it's not going to change. And so let's don't go change it. Let's get just an extra little bit grittier. You know, strive to be, a, you know, a little bit better than we were last week. And we got a lot better last week. As you say that, Coach, I get this image of Gene Hackman's character and Hoosiers, you know, measuring the, from the rim to the floor and really reminding those players in, in the movie that nothing has changed once you step out on this field. Everything is exactly the same. It's a cliche. We talk about it all the time. It's nothing new. I think everybody has some sort of connection with that feeling. But the players in talking to, you know, 15 chaps of the week and every one of them having something similar to say about how they prepare themselves before a game, whether it's here, whether it's on the road, you have a very introspective football club. Are you aware of that? Uh, guys, guys that really think about the perspective and what it means to be on this particular team. No, I, I absolutely do. And and the, one of the things that we encourage our players to do is that when it is time to get ready for a game, first of all, we have our, our Thursday team meeting, which is always the most important meeting of the week. And, and we talk about our 10 game day expectations and this football program has has wrapped themselves around the idea of dream the beautiful dream and get yourself ready here in the field house we don't make them all be in the same room you can get wherever you want to in this field house to get to your own place everybody's got a different way of getting themselves ready and it's really interesting to walk I, I walked through the locker room at the Alamo Dome a few weeks ago and then we we had that huge locker room that that UTSA and they were all over the place you know and some of them got their music on some of them are doing their drawing pictures some of them are reading books you know, our right tackle, Houston Lively, who we're about 15 minutes from going out to play, you know, the regional championship game, and he's locked into this, you know, big novel. You know what? That's Houston's way of getting ready, so that's all right. We let them do that as long as they're not getting in somebody else's space. We talked about last week and, and just how last week spiraled, and a lot of people think, wow, I didn't expect to see that kind of score. Well, you also didn't expect to see a kickoff uh, return get fumbled, and I think it was the way that you were able to manage that situation and manage it effectively, and one thing that I did notice, and we can talk about Kirkland's performance, but but really it was the poise in the moment that it seemed like really flooded the entire team. Hey, we've got three timeouts. Hey, we're up 21 to three. And then you turn it into 14 unanswered points in a matter of a minute. And I think that's really what stuck out to me, not the execution, not the scores, but that moment of understanding this is an opportunity. Let's go get it. They didn't waste it. The entire time that whole scenario was happening and unfolding in front of our eyes, coach, that's all I thought about was, and that's taking advantage of the opportunities that are given to you and not wasting it. Was that evident on the sideline? No, it absolutely was. And um, when we turned the quarter to go into the second quarter, we still had some bullets in the holster, so to speak. We didn't do a whole lot the first quarter as far as uh, from our game plan and it was time to really get to it and get aggressive the kids just absolutely as I tell them they're the ones that are in the arena you know myself and Tony Salazar are not gonna we're not gonna throw one pass catch one pass or tackle anybody we will set the table for you you know it's your job to go get it there was absolutely no panic but we also talk about listen that team that we played they scored 58 points the week before in a fourth round playoff game you better go score as many as you can and don't wait. You'd hate to look at the end of the game. You got beat by seven and you had an opportunity to put 14 up right before the half and you didn't do it. Is that the mindset this week going into facing a very talented guy or team, especially on the offensive side of the ball? Yeah. You, I mean, we've got to go out when, when we're on the field, we'll stay within who we are. You know, if the opportunity, if there's, there's a particular scheme,
scheme that's there to get to. You don't want to wait till maybe the next time you get it because you may not get it again. And uh, so that's going to be a big part of, uh, you know, from a coaching standpoint, it's going to be a big part from, from the player standpoint is that, and they know that when, when I check to a particular deal on offense, that this is the look. Most of the stuff that we hit was stuff that we've done before, but it also takes the time for the, of the players to execute it in, in real time. Eli Stowers and Kadrick Cobbs, you start really looking at the stats and it's impressive. And you start looking at the offensive line. And they're impressive. Everything that that anybody says about an opposing state championship team is going to be enamored with it. You know, how do you create that respect for your opponent, which is embedded at this time of year? But how do you keep from getting it too respectful, where you become almost enamored with what they're doing? Is that something that you have to coach against? We've had to do that. That's the first thing I had to do when I got here. That's called a a so-called rivalry between Lake Travis and Austin Westlake. It took me three years to get our kids out of being enamored. And we finally got to the point where we could go out and and function and win some games. So, yeah, we've done that. Probably the best analogy that I can give you, we'll mention to them and have mentioned to them this week, is that they've played 15 games. And, yeah, their their stats are going to be impressive. And, you know, we played 15 games. Gosh, mighty, they've thrown for over 4,000 yards. they got a receiver that's got 100 catches for 13. Another one's got 80 catches for almost 1,000. You know, so all of those stats, they're very impressive for both teams. We're not chopped liver. These kids know. They're smart. we got two of them that are fixing to start their 46 consecutive games. There may have been someone that's done that in Westlake history. Sage Luther and Mason Mangle will start their 46 consecutive game. Then you've got anybody who's a junior that, that's a returning starter is fixing to start their 31st consecutive game. Guys that didn't start any before this year, they're fixing to start their 16th consecutive game. We're not a bunch of rum-dums right now. So, guys, go out and be who we are, and let's win a state championship. I think it's also fun to think about this game in a microcosm because of how how good both teams are and you start looking at Geyer's defense and everybody always talks about the offensive side of the ball but they are very good on defense and it really starts up front with their defensive line three or four starters returning what do you see from Geyer where your offense can have some success what, what's some of the things that you take away from their film well there are similarities from people we played this year you know there's a lot of similarities between several teams that we played that were based out of a four down front uh, in a mic look and, and quarters coverage not naive enough to think that there might not be some changes from a defense standpoint, they are who they are. They they do what they do. There's not necessarily a flavor of the week. They're, they're going to line up how they're going to line up. And we've competed against that as we've gone through the year. The next thing is, is that, yes, big physical defensive line. Okay, we played one of those last week. We played some like it. Now, this one, I, I would say that all four of them together is the best, you know, most talented defensive line we faced. No kidding. They're in the state championship game, you know, and they were a team that, that was, was picked to be here. You know, when you look at the at the preseason schedule, uh, Denton Geyer was chosen by most to be in this spot. And talking about the emotion of the game and really what helps the locker room to calm down after getting over the hump of the last two state semifinal games. Obviously, this team is a little bit different. Some of those guys were on the team, but they're a forward-thinking bunch. What's interesting to me is two touchdown receptions by Jake Mish, a senior, a guy that has had to accept a role, much like some of your other seniors and some of your other JV call-ups. There's guys that have to own that role, whether it's on the attack team or part of the starting 22. Seeing that moment happen in that game, especially in the way that it happened, did that galvanize your locker room even more? Because I don't think I've ever seen a quarterback celebrate more for somebody catching a touchdown pass than Kirkland Michelle. Yeah, and there's a lot of really special relationships on this team. These kids really, they go back a long way. You can feel it. You can tell. That's why it makes them so special. Just because they're our first bunch that went through 
you know, from seventh grade all the way through, they could be a bunch of uh, not very good kids and not very good players and kids that are selfish and don't really like each other. They could be all those things, but they're not. It's really a pretty cool deal to be around. But I told him after he threw the touchdown pass to Jake, I said, now calm down. Let's come back to earth. I said, I know that there's nothing more in your world than you would wanted to do today than throw a touchdown pass to your good, your good buddy. He goes, Coach, we've been waiting so long for that. And I said, it's awesome. I said, now bring it back down. Okay, we got some more football to play. And he was so excited. It was really neat to see. You've talked about this team being an unselfish team. You know, the quarterback is supposed to be the alpha guy. The quarterback is supposed to be the guy that things happen to. He's not supposed to be the guy that, that relishes a moment for somebody else in that fashion where you have to calm him down in the middle of the game. That little story right there, it sends a message to what this team actually is. But on Kirkland, because he has taken over some very big shoes. He's got very big shoes himself. From freshman year to senior year, it has been a long journey. It's been a tough journey. It's been a physical journey. And a lot of it was really culminating in that game. How do you take him down from setting school records and eight total touchdowns and playing as well as he played on Saturday? How do you hit his reset button and get him back to work? It hadn't been hard at all because really when you look at there's been just here in the playoffs – I mean, he had a five-touchdown game in the third round of playoffs. Uh, this is not the first time that he's had an, an outstanding game. The first game of the year, a combination with him and with Drew and with Cade, I mean, they threw for 415 yards together. It's just not like he just arrived right here at the semifinals going to state championship. I look at uh, Kirkland kind of like I look at this entire team where we talk about when Kirkland's career started, when he was an eighth grader, you could tell that he, he had a chance to, to be a good player. It didn't go quite the path that probably any of us would have thought, just the way it went. But you know what? To every team that we have, we always challenge them. Don't ever be that team that walks around 15 years from now in Westlake and people talk about them like, man, that team had so much talent, but they just underachieved. You know, they never reached the potential. Well, Kirkland's a guy that has a ton of potential, but you know what? He has grinded. He's gone through. He's worked. He's a guy that's milking every bit out of his potential, you know, and, and it's paying off for our football team. Final thought, Coach, you're one for history. You like to talk about it. You're not afraid of it. You want people to understand how big a deal this is. And the perspective, I think, I don't know many high school coaching staffs that, that really allow that in a 16, 17, 18-year-old mind. But it looks like it works. And it looks like they understand how big of a moment this is. 50 years, your father-in-law's name on the stadium. Your wife is a graduate. You look at the 50th anniversary. And one thing that stands out more than anything is the legacies that are on this team. Parents, family members, brothers, sisters. It just seems like one big family's come together at the absolute right time. Is that how it feels for you? Yeah, it does. To be honest with you, Joe, uh, I, I will not minimize how much uh, we won a state championship. There's been so many special things that have already happened for this football team, this team. Uh, I want nothing more than for all of them to experience ordering a ring together. They will always be very, very special to me. To be able to win one here would be the most special thing that's ever happened to me in coaching. Coach, as always, thanks for the time and good luck. Thank you so much.